Welcome to the Root Cause Revolution podcast with functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner, Audrey Christie. Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 286 of the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Today, we're talking about perimenopause and pelvic health, (laughs) kind of all in one. We're going to talk about UTIs. We're going to talk about um, safe ways to increase lubrication. We're going to talk about ways to support your body as you are heading towards those uh, perimenopausal and menopausal years. We are talking about weight gain and mood swings and uh, some of the best supplements and nutrients for this time in your life as well. If this is your first time listening, I'd like to take a moment to introduce myself. I am Audrey. I'm a root cause clinician and I specialize in helping you to stop masking symptoms and start healing from all those chronic issues and autoimmune diseases. I work with people who have tried it all and still aren't at the level of health and wellness that they desire and deserve. So I specialize in helping you to start your own root cause revolution to rebalance your body so you can heal for good. If you're done with band-aids and ready for real healing solutions, you're in the right place. All right, let's dive in. So first of all, let's talk about what is menopause. And menopause, even though it has all these kind of funny jokes and weird things about it, is simply the natural process of the body as your fertility declines. Um, That transition usually starts sometimes after the age of 40, but technically if it happens before 40, uh, it's considered a premature menopause. And that can happen from a lot of different things. It can happen from uh, big things like chemotherapy. It can happen from certain medications and of course, birth control pills. It can happen from toxic exposures uh, and it can happen from surgical procedures as well. Women have a wide range of perimenopausal and menopausal symptoms and experiences because it depends on several different factors. Lifestyle is one as well as genetics. And if you remember to several of our previous episodes, you'll know that genetically, um, your genetic predisposition is far less important than your lifestyle. So I always say that genetic loads the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. So just because mom, grandma, aunts, uncles, well, uncles, not uncles, but mom, grandma, aunts, sisters, cousins had a particular, um, transition into menopause, that doesn't mean that you have to go through that. And so your experience may be different than your genetically related family, and it may be different than um, what your friends around you experience. Some of the things that we want to talk about or avoid or mitigate or make as comfortable as possible are those common symptoms of perimenopause and menopause. And that includes things like hot flashes and night sweats and weight gain, um, a fluctuating cycle, which often starts with a heavier cycle, dry skin, um, lowered libido, vaginal dryness, brain fog, um, mood swings, uh, sometimes referred to as hyper emotionality, and then increased susceptibility to things like anxiety and depression. Some people will say that perimenopause is the root cause of these kind of symptoms, and I like to look deeper than that. So yes, these type of symptoms can be related to perimenopause, but the good thing is is that it doesn't have to be, and it doesn't matter if you are approaching your 40s or in your 40s or beyond. It's not too late to um, take hold of your health, take hold of your lifestyle, and use some of these natural methods. You do have to know that natural methods tend to work low and slow, but 
generally, they're much more powerful to transform your entire physical, emotional, and spiritual health. And the earlier you get started, the better. One big factor about menopause that has one of the biggest impacts, let me say, on menopause is stress. Uh, And I don't mean just mindset, although that's really, really important, but how day-to-day stressors in your life impact you. When we get stressed, uh, the nervous system produces cortisol and other hormones. And this response is really designed to survive a life-threatening issue. Um, Unfortunately, many of us live under that kind of like low-grade fight-or-flight response stress every single day, and that has a really negative impact on female hormones. Um, It could be, you know, financial stress, work stress, relationship stress, or just too many things on your plate. And so this is a time where focusing on self-care really, really has to be the forefront of your mind. And I don't mean self-care like getting mani-pedis and uh, massages and all those things. I just mean um, regular exercise, meditation, prayer, whatever that is that keeps you in that healthy mind-body balance are going to be really, really critical right now um, as you transition through this period in your, in your life. It's critical um, also that you get enough sleep right now. So all these things that I'm talking about, we're talking about essentially ensuring the adrenal glands are functioning properly. As your female sex organs start to decline in their production of hormones, other organs in your body should be picking those up. Unfortunately, if your adrenal glands are burnt out because of your day-to-day stress load, because you're not practicing self-care, because you're not sleeping, then the flip side of that is that you have a more tumultuous uh, perimenopausal and menopausal period. As I was leading into, a big part of that is making sure that you get enough sleep. And it's no secret how important sleep is um, for our bodies, for our immune systems, for our brain, uh, for our mood. But it's also really important to regulate your hormones. Now, All humans need a different amount of sleep. Some people can get by on six-ish hours. Some people need 10 or 12 hours. Um, A few tips are are really, really important, and we'll be talking more about sleep uh, in upcoming episodes. But having a good nighttime routine, making sure that you are getting plenty of hours in bed asleep before midnight are really, really important aspects of ensuring that your body can rest and rejuvenate and restock all of those important hormones and neurochemical transmitters and everything that it needs to do and process that stress uh, in order to get you ready for the next day. Another aspect of mitigating and managing and making sure you have the least perimenopausal and menopausal symptoms as possible is to really hone in on your nutrition. Now, every woman needs a different eating plan, but there are some key components of nutrition that are beneficial for everyone. Um, you really want to look for things that are high in bioflavonoids and that are that is really a plant-forward diet with mostly, doesn't have to be exclusively, but mostly natural foods. Uh, things like the rainbow of vegetables, uh, five to seven servings a day of vegetables is critical. Any animal protein should be wild caught or organic. Um, so you're looking at grass fed, pasteurized often options, wild caught seafood and fish. Um, I cringe every time I see a woman in her forties and above at like Kroger and they're shopping the seafood and they're not reading the package to check to see if it's wild caught seafood. I always want to just slap it out of their hands. <laughs> um, 
If you have a limited grocery budget, this is really where you want to spend your budget because if you can avoid the toxins and the chemicals and the low quality animal foods, it will save your health. Higher quality animal proteins is more important than organic fruits and vegetables. Okay. Additionally, making sure that you are eating plenty of nuts and seeds, um, and this will have like a protective effect against cardiovascular disease, which is something that becomes more and more of a risk factor as you age. So eating a healthy serving of nuts will support your heart health, uh, especially as your estrogen levels are decreasing, your good estrogen levels are decreasing. You want to make sure you're doing high quality, organic, fresh nuts and seeds. Um, if you prefer to roast them, roast them at home because the heat can actually oxidize the oils. Uh, so when you're buying those kind of shelf stable roasted nuts, those are heavy in, uh, hormone disrupting industrial oils. And then the last thing to think about there is really balancing that omega-3 to omega-6 diet. Oftentimes our diets are way too high in omega-6 fatty acids. Those are the inflammatory fatty acids and way too low in those anti-inflammatory omega-3s. You need both, um, but it is important to have a good balance. So eating things to boost your omega-3 intake, like wild-caught fish, salmon, uh, using fish oil supplements, evening primrose oil, uh, eating more chia seeds, uh, and things of that nature will help to boost those aspects of your diet. Ensuring that you have all of these proper nutrition uh, nutrients and managing your stress and all of that will help you to prevent things like mood swings, like perimenopausal weight gain, uh, and avoid uh, some of those hot flashes and all that stuff. It's not going to be perfect because it's not possible for you to be perfect at it, but you can mitigate and avoid most of those things. Now, oftentimes people want to know um, what supplements can be supportive to this time. And there's several different ones. You do have to be careful depending on what medications and what other supplements that you're on. But some that you can try are uh, DIM, which supports the uh, metabolism of estrogen in the liver. So it can help reduce symptoms like sore breasts, irritability, heavy periods. Um, another one to think about is maca. Maca is a root uh, and it helps to support a healthy libido and a healthy hormone balance. Um, DHEA is another good one. Uh, once the ovaries stop producing estrogen and the adrenal glands take over, um, secreting DHEA, the adrenal glands take over and they begin to secrete DHEA, which is converted to estrogen. So uh, it can be helpful for treatment for increasing estrogen and testosterone production. Um, that's really one that you want to talk to either your naturopath or make an appointment with me to make sure that you are um, making the right dosage and decision because it can affect some other things. Um, adaptogens are always really good. So things like rhodiola, uh, things like reishi, um, those can really help with stable mood and stress response. Anti-inflammatories like omega-3s and turmeric are really good. Um, black cohosh can be helpful for hot flashes. Uh, and then, of course, methylated B vitamins can play a really big role in supporting the adrenal glands as they make DHEA to be converted to estrogen. So if you have a relatively stressful lifestyle, uh, then methylated B vitamins might be more the direction to go rather than just uh, DIM or DHEA. Now the caveat is that when you are doing this, you have to recognize, and the reason why I led with the things that I did, lifestyle and nutrition, and then went to supplements, is that you absolutely cannot 
out supplement a bad diet. So if you are, if you don't have that nutritional foundation, that stress balance and self-care foundation, the supplements that I'm recommending will likely not work. Um, or they will kind of work. They won't work fully or you'll end up taking escalating amounts. So it's really, really important. And I can't stress enough how much that foundational stuff is important. Two of the other things that I really want to cover are urinary tract infections, which tend to increase um, as we get nearer that perimenopausal and menopausal age, as well as um, improving libido. So most of the things that I've told you about so far will work to improve libido. Um, On the kind of far end, you might also want to look into some natural uh, ways to boost hormone production uh, without doing synthetic or bioidentical hormone replacement therapy because there's a lot of risks. A lot of people do that. There are a lot, a lot of risks associated with that as you age. Uh, so I want you to be cautious with that. There is a company called Woo More Play that uh, provides a really great lubricant for you to use um, if you're experiencing that kind of dryness with your dip in libido, uh, and it can be very beneficial. You can also just use coconut oil. That's another really good one to use. Um, as far as UTIs go, and I know we don't like talking about any of this stuff, right? Um, UTIs can happen at any time, but I've gotten an influx of uh, questions regarding UTIs and that perimenopausal menopausal age. Urinary tract infections are something we really have to be careful with because you can look at long-term damage to your bladder, your urethra, your kidneys. Um, and so really prevention is key. If you're having frequent UTIs, you really have to suss out that root cause and make sure that you don't have to keep masking those symptoms with antibiotics because the more times that you use antibiotics, the more irreparable damage is for your gut. So really save those antibiotics for that life-threatening type issue. And anytime you have a repeat or recurrent infection, you have to dive deep and find that root cause. Root causes for urinary tract infections tend to be things like poor drainage, poor foundational nutrition, so too much sugar, too little water, uh, parasitic infection, and a lot of people think, well, I don't have I don't have parasites. I haven't traveled to a foreign country. I didn't drink the water when I went south of the border. Guys, everyone has parasites, okay? If you have animals, if an animal's ever licked you on the face or been on your countertop, uh, if you have farm animals, if you've been in the garden to get your hands dirty, these are always parasites get to you. Um, and they aren't really preventable. The the best, it, it's a terrain issue with your body um, if you're succumbing to parasitic infections. By looking at a wide range of your symptoms, as well as some general lab work, we can kind of pinpoint where those root causes are likely coming from. And we can help your body return and rebalance so that you're not experiencing these chronic UTIs again. So just know that a chronic UTI is not something that is because of perimenopause or menopause, there is something else happening in your human suit that has to be addressed in order to relieve that issue. So that wraps up all of our topics on peri and menopausal and postmenopausal pelvic health. Hopefully this answers all of your questions. As always, you're free to submit a question at audreychristie.com forward slash question for our Ask Audrey episodes on Fridays. You can also head over to the free private Facebook group, the Women's Wellness Circle, linked in the show notes. 
and ask a question there for live office hours, which we have every single Friday. I am always rooting for you, friends. I will see you on Friday's episode. Ask Audrey. Be well. Thank you for listening to the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated.